All right. So this is another cool episode. We bring you Kelechi Okoraha, who I'm going to describe here as one of the new generation of orthopedic young superstars. This dude is literally only two years outside of uh, outside of fellowship and just got offered to be on the medical staff of the Minnesota Timberwolves. He trained at Rush, which is arguably one of the best sports fellowships in the country. Uh, he played basketball at Xavier, which was literally one of the top uh, NCAA teams year after year, making it to the tournament, still figured out a way to study and uh, apply to medical school and now is bringing both of his passions, which is medicine and basketball together. It's a great episode. One of the young up and coming stars. Hope you like it as much as we do. We continue to thank our sponsor, Ortho Laser Orthopedic Laser Centers. They continue to offer MLS MA technology for chronic and acute orthopedic pain as an alternative source to opioids and possibly even avoiding surgery. The franchises continue to spread across the country. It's an amazing opportunity for orthopedic surgeons and doctors and even medical device reps to become part of the growing technology. Ortho Laser Milwaukee and Ortho Laser Rochester just opened. We have another five in the queue. Come and join the Ortho Laser franchise family. Hashtag follow the fro. From Medical Media, this is The Author Show. Hello world, Dr. Scott Sigmund, your favorite opioid-sparing orthopedic surgeon here for another episode of The Ortho Show podcast where we bring you the best of the best. Today we bring you Dr. Kalechi Okoraha, who is a doctor orthopedic surgeon who I like to describe as part of the new generation of orthopedic young superstars. They come out with social media savvy, with incredible technique, with ability to do research and published. These guys are like molded to come out and they start right off the ground running. So much impressed, so much more impressive than my old story uh, back 25 years ago. But uh, Kalechi is, uh, we met uh, a, a few years ago doing some training together. He's an orthopedic surgeon. He's a sports medicine specialist. He's currently on staff at the Mayo Clinic in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He just made that move. I'm really excited to hear about that. He did his sports medicine fellowship at arguably one of the top fellowships in the world with Brian Cole, Nick Verma, and Jorge Chala at Rush in Chicago. Can't wait to hear about that story. You must have some really cool stories about that. Did his medical school training at Howard and then was a four-year uh, basketball player at uh, Xavier University in, in, uh, in New Orleans. So I can't wait to hear about that, too. you got a lot of cool stuff going on there, brother. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for having me. Um, pleasure to be on the show and excited to kind of share my story with the world. Yeah, that's fantastic. We've been wa- we've been watching you on uh, on LinkedIn and Instagram because you know you're you're always sort of uh, sharing all the stuff that you're doing. So uh, that was really why we sought you out because I thought you had a really great story to tell. So we're thrilled that you can be on with us. So let's let's go all the way back to the beginning because I I think that you know I love I love family. You know I, I've told my story about how I how I came into orthopedics and how I've decided to do things on previous stories. So, you know, I know that your parents emigrated from Nigeria. They both came to get advanced degrees over here in the United States. Um, I believe that dad's a doctor and mom's a nurse. So was it just destiny? You had no choice. You were going to be a doctor from day one. What's that all about? Well, first, let me say, Scott, you have done a lot of research and, and that's really impressive. You got the whole story, the whole mom and dad story. So that's impressive. But um, yeah, let's take it back to the beginning. So 
mom is uh, a nurse. My dad is a physician. He's a family practitioner. So kind of had that science background. But growing up, all I wanted to do was play in the NBA. So if you would have asked me anywhere from age zero to probably about 18, what am I doing with my life? I'm going to the NBA. That's plan A, plan B, and plan C. So I was really dedicated, put in a lot of practice, a lot of time, a lot of effort. And that led me to getting my scholarship at Xavier, New Orleans. Okay. So a little background on there. First year I go in, there's about six senior guards. So, hey, I might not be playing a lot this year. So I went ahead and redshirted. Second and year came I, in. By the way, you're six foot four, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yep. So six, six six guards at six foot four, dude. You'd be you'd be starting on right. my team for sure, no doubt. But right. go for it. so came in second year, Hurricane Katrina hit. Oh. So had to evacuate that obviously impacted uh the season, you know, a lot of tragedy, a lot of turmoil. Um, but that season was lost as well. And so came back. Next year, this is actually my third year in academic-wise, my first year playing, right? So we started off Rocky, 0-6, you know, 0-8. Then we had a run where we won 10 straight games. You kind of clicked in, won the conference championship, made it to the Sweet 16. And so that was a, you know, a great year. I continued to play two more years, and then uh, I graduated. So around the time I'm graduating, I'm I'm kind of thinking about what I want to do. And, you know, my goal is to be in the NBA, but I just wasn't going to be get, a friend, get in the NBA with, you know, my stats and where I was at Xavier. So I was thinking about going overseas. Had a couple offers for overseas, started trying out for the D League, which is now the G League. And I get something in the mail. It's an accepted letter for medical school. Because I, <laughs> I, apply, I applied to four medical schools. I think I applied to... Uh, Xavier, Meharry, and Yukon. Uh, just because I had that science background, that was my uh, degree in undergrad. And so I got that letter at the same time. I'm like, what What should I do? So, you, you know, you go t- talk it over with your parents, right? So I talked to my parents and they actually had the opposite recommendation that I would have thought. I would have thought they would have been like, hey, you know, school is, you know, most important you know, go ahead and do that. They said, well, you should go play basketball. That's your passion. You know, you can always come back to school. I mean, if, if basketball is your passion, that's what you want to do, then go do it. So I want to take it back a bit here because, I mean, you sort of skipped through a little bit. First and foremost, Xavier is an amazing program. I mean, you guys make it to the NCAA tournament more more often than not, like 16 out of 18 years, something like that. Am I wrong or is that true? Yeah, yeah it's pretty pretty good in making it to the tournament. Yeah, so you guys are making it in the tournament, and and you just sort of just you know throw it in there. Oh, and by the way, I I applied to four medical schools. So so obviously you know you're studying hard, right? You're trying to get good grades. You want to go to medical school. You clearly took cats, and you're doing all that still while you're playing Division One NCAA basketball and going to the NCAA tournament. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot going on. Right. Yeah, so uh, uh, as well as uh, Xavier is the number one institution in putting minorities into medical school and pharmacy. So great academic program as well. Oh, that's awesome. That I did not know. So so you're on both paths. You're trying to make it to the MBA. You're still thinking that's what I want to do. But, you know, you also know your parents and, and you're, you've thought really hard about it. Your science is good. You're studying for medical school and you get into medical school. And so your parents tell you to do one thing. You're thinking about doing the other. So what did you do? Yeah, so I thought about it. 
I thought about, you know, the overseas life. You know, you kind of go over there for six months of the year. You play, you come back and live in America for the rest of six months. So I thought about, you know, my lifespan and, you know, having a family and kids. And it's hard to do that kind of lifestyle. So ultimately, I knew that my dream was playing in the NBA overseas, not so much. So I was like, well, medical school is probably the best decision. And so it's interesting. We'll cycle back, you know, towards the end of the program because, in some ways, you've accomplished sort of both goals now. I mean, you really are. You've, you're, you're. It looks like you're a team physician now, helping to take care of the Minnesota Timberwolves, which is your latest job. So that's really cool, right? That you've been able to figure out a way to bring both of those passions, you know, together, and now also care for patients, which is great. So let's sort of move into your your fellowship because I, you know, I, I love the Rush Fellowship. I mean, Jorge Chala, you know. God, I can't, he's actually going to be on in a couple of weeks. That guy is unbelievable, yeah. the stuff he's doing, right? But, sure. uh, you know, I want you to tell us about your fellowship because it really is a unique fellowship. You're taking care of professional sports teams. You know, you're with some of the, the top orthopedic leaders in the country as far as innovation, the things that they're doing. You guys are cranking out research there, you know, left every day now. I watch one of you guys publish another one of your fellowship papers, you know, on Instagram and stuff. So that's all. So tell us the experience. It must have been amazing. Yeah, I mean, so Rush is arguably, you know, the number one sports fellowship in the country. And so I was just excited uh, to be picked. And we had a stellar class, uh, all all star uh, candidates. So it was just, uh, first of all, a pleasure and humbling to be part of that group. Um, And then I think when you take a look at what we were able to do in that fellowship and learn and, you know, be team physicians for the Chicago Bulls, the Chicago White Sox, the Chicago Steel, you know, DePaul University. So we got to great experience on the sports end on the clinical end we got an even greater experience so i know rush has some of the top leaders in sports medicine so we're able to you know shadow and basically learn from these attending skills and basically mold us into the great surgeons that we become now so let's give a shout out to your fellows man let's get the brothers out here give us some names because we see them all over the internet they're social media savvy let's hear their names shout them out all right, so you have Jordan Kensian. Uh, he is at Southern Orthopedics in New Orleans. Uh, you got Ian Dempsey. He is at Orthopedic Associates of Gainesville uh, in Ohio. You have Stephen Ott. He's in uh, Coastal Orthopedics in Florida. And of course, you know Jorge Chalas at Rush, and then Ben Wachuku. Uh, he's at HSS. So do you remember the, the time when, when me, you, and Ben were sitting in front of a cadaver? I think it was the MyTech Fellows course. So here I am. You know, I'm like, you know, look. Five foot ten, all right, man. That's that's where I am. I got an extra three to four on the fro, and then I here I am between the twin towers of like yeah. you and Ben, you know, trying to work on the arthroscopic tower, and I'm like looking under your elbows, trying to get in so I can see what you guys are doing. It yeah. was hysterical, but you guys were awesome. I mean, I was like, I was really impressed because I do a lot of professional education that way and training. Unfortunately, we're not doing as much of it right now in the pandemic, but. But uh, you guys had awesome skills right from the get-go. So it was more me just sort of keeping an eye and watching over you guys. But I was laughing hysterically as I was trying to see between – because Ben – what's Ben? He's like 6'6 or something like that? Ben's like 6'8, honestly. Yeah, so 6'8. I I wish I was 6'8. I probably wouldn't be here right now, but (laughs) – Yeah, right. There you go. But there's the little fro, you know, just hanging out between the Twin Towers trying to watch. That was really cool. And Ben's doing great, too. We see all of his stuff that's going on, so – so what was, you know, I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but was there like what sort of one moment within within sporting events at, with for, for Rush where something was really special for you that you have a memory of? I mean, honestly, all of it was was it was very 
kind of ground groundbreaking and, and eye-opening to me just to be to witness that high level athletes at the professional level both basketball and baseball is just breathtaking so every day you kind of learn what you can and you kind of take every little bit and piece that you can and kind of implement it into what you do professionally yeah and we've, we've had a lot of team docs on and, and the idea that hey yeah you know we're buddies i'm hanging out there on the sideline or, or you know you were the doctors, you know, it's a professional relationship. And, and that's the stuff that you learn at a fellowship like Rush. You know, you can't just come out and say, hey, I want to take care of a professional sports team. You need to learn how to do that. And so, you know, you then learn that skill set. And uh, it's super impressive that you're already being able to take care, you know, take care of a team and found a job that's suited to do that. That does not happen very often either. So kudos to you and your hard work and the preparation that you received at Rush that put you in the position to be able to do that, you know, yeah. for sure. So I know you guys did a lot of research. What was your, how about your favorite research project that you had at Rush? What, I know you guys did a bunch of stuff. I keep seeing it coming out routinely. Uh, did you do some opioid sparing stuff too? What's going on there? Yeah. So we did probably my favorite research project all Altogether is opioid sparing. We didn't we didn't get into a lot of it at Rush in terms of prospective. We did a little retrospective stuff, but probably my most favorite study is uh, opioid sparing. So we developed a protocol uh, to do completely opioid sparing surgery and sports medicine uh, procedures, and we basically did a randomized controlled trial in the most common procedures. So ACL, rotator cuff, um, meniscus surgery, and labral surgery. So that's probably my favorite project to date. That's awesome because, you know, we've had so many people on the show. Everybody knows it's one of my passions. But, you know, the way in which we were taught on how to do this was really just experience based. It was passed down from chief resident to resident and fellows. But it's super it's just amazing now to hear that you guys are schooled in this, you know, from the get go. And it is your it's just your MO. It's what you do. And that's what you're going to do carried forward to your clinical practice, you know, out in private practice and, and what you're doing. So that's just really great to hear that it has percolated now all the way down into the residency and fellowships that are, that are going on right now. So thank you for, for doing that for us, for sure. No problem. So, so then you, so you finish your fellowship, right? And you, you take a job at Henry Ford in Detroit. Right. Uh, and you were doing some stuff there too, right? You were helping to take care of the teams and they had this yep. beautiful new facility I saw when that opened up as well. Right. So tell, tell us about that experience. Yeah. I mean, so the Henry Ford experience was great and, you know, just kind of um, make on the decision to go back there, you know, as a resident, I was able to help in a lot of research and do a lot of projects there. And so um, right before I went to fellowship, they kind of approached me on coming back and kind of continuing that growth of the Henry Ford program. So I was all about it. Uh, got in, hit the ground running, was able to develop a very busy uh, Detroit metropolitan practice. Um, was taking care of teams and it was just, it was great. It was a great first year and a half. All right. So dude, you're at Henry Ford, you know, you're living large, you go back to the home and uh, they're thrilled to have you and you're doing great. And I'm seeing all the cool stuff that you're doing. And now all of a sudden I'm like, you're picking up and moving. I'm looking online and you're like searching out apartments and homes. And I'm like, Where's he going now? So what's going on? Where are you? Yeah, a bit of a whirlwind. So, you know, everything's going well at Henry Ford. And then uh, Diane Dom, who was the former former head team physician of the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, retires. And so, of course, the Mayo Clinic is looking for somebody to replace them. And so, you know, I was approached and um, got to take it as a very serious uh, thing because it's the Mayo Clinic. 
you know, it's the number one hospital in the country, you know, let alone maybe the world. And so kind of just sat down, you know, went to Henry Ford and say, hey, you know, I was approached by Mayo Clinic, you know, I just want to give you the heads up. Kind of did my rounds, thought about it, talked to, you know, my closest, you know, friends and advisors. And it was just a great opportunity. It was one of those lifetime opportunities that you can't really pass up. And so I had to go with it. No, that's fantastic. And just for, for the listeners out there, I mean, these types of jobs, you know, come around every decade or two. I mean, it's just not an easy thing to be able to to work your way in. And very often, it's not very often that, you know, there, there's the ability to jump in, especially after you're in your second year after fellowship. That's an amazing, unique opportunity. The Mayo Clinic, as you stated, is one of the world's great, you know, healthcare institutions. Uh, so you're based in Minneapolis, though. Yep. So I'm based in Minneapolis. Uh, the team actually plays here and practices here. So I'm out here about four days a week and then I operate in Rochester one day a week. How far is Rochester from Minneapolis? It's about an hour 15, something like that. Yeah, that's not too bad. Then that's not bad at all. And so do is there a surgery center there in Minneapolis as well and offices and all of that where you can care for patients locally? So we have a facility uh, out here. So we have a joint center with the Timberwolves where we have uh, clinic office, physical therapy, so we can care for patients here. It's just OR is only in Rochester. Interesting. But that's really good. Kudos to you, man. That's fantastic. So yeah. so you have this lifelong ambition of, of you know, playing in the NBA. You're then torn between medicine and basketball. And now you figured out a way, you finagled a way to do both. And, you know, I saw you sitting on the bench the other day and with this whole COVID thing going on. I'd be keeping your skill set up, man. You might you might get an opportunity. You never know. Yeah, you might need to jump in the game now. <laughs> it's, 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 it's honestly amazing because, you know, I've always wanted to play in the NBA. But, you know, being a team position for one of the NBA teams is just as good. It's It's my passion, basketball. So I'm right there. I'm able to treat athletes that have the same aspirations as me. And so I can identify with them. I know what they're, you know, trying to do and and I'm trying to keep them healthy and on that court. I'll tell you a funny story. So Steve Lombardo was my uh one of my mentors at Curl and Job and he took care of the Los Angeles Lakers forever. Like in the seventies is when he started and he took over. And I'll never forget it. We were like midway through the fellowship year and he's like, Scott, he's like, you know, I remember when I'd be in the locker room and hanging out and I was making more money than the players. <laughs> He's like, you know, this was like, you know, 25, 30 years ago. He's like, you know, not so much anymore. This is even in like 95, 96, but it's obviously exploded yeah. uh, since then as well. But uh, I thought that was a real cute story from uh, from Steve Lombardo. So thanks for that. Um, one of the other things that you, you know, I really like and, and watch and I admire as well as a, a fan of social media, which I try to be a part of as well. Uh, you've actually become an ambassador for the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgery for social media. I thought that was a really unique thing. First time I had seen that. And there's some great faces and people that are part of that. I'd love to hear about that. Yeah. So, I mean, being an ambassador for the AOS is just about uh, improving uh, orthopedic collaboration as a whole. And so what you see now is that we have a lot of groups and, you know, you have your silos, you have your AOSSMs, you have your ASESs, you know, you have the AAOS, you know, all these different branches, but we're not all united. And so the AOS kind of unites everyone, but not everyone's involved in the way they need to be. So being a social media ambassador is just about in, improving that, you know, audience and, and bringing everybody together to do collective um, things. That's, that's fantastic. So 
Look, if you had to give some advice, because you've, you've climbed the, uh, the, ortho, the orthopedic uh, track here pretty darn quickly, and you're doing exactly the things that you want to do, you've accomplished a lot of goals early on. What's your advice to the medical students and residents that are out there to develop a passion and be able to succeed and move forwards to be able to obtain their goals? Yeah, so it's, it's all about putting in the work. So if you have a goal, you have a dream, you have an aspiration, uh, it's it's always obtainable. It's, you just got to be willing to do the work. So there's going to be some extra practicing. There's going to be some extra studying. And as long as you focus in on that and do everything it takes, then you'll be right there. And don't let anybody dissuade you. You can you can do anything you put your mind to. And are you doing all this social media stuff on your own? You got some help or you just uh, tell us what you got going? It's very interesting. So I have actually been doing most of it on my own. Um, I need to find some people because it is really time consuming. You know, once you think about, you know, making different images or videos and cutting all that. I mean, I think this generation has the skill set to do that. Um, but I've been definitely doing most of it on my own. My experience of what we hear on the ortho show is the people that are most successful at it do it on their own. You know, it's, it's your words, it's your passion, it's your ideas, and only you can typically express that the best. So we're not, yeah. I'm not surprised to hear that. Yeah. And, and nobody's going to care about it. Like you care about it. So nobody's going to put in that extra work to make sure this, you know, fits right. Or this looks like this or change the editing of the photo. Nobody's going to put that level of uh, emphasis on it like you would. So. Well done. Now I'm in my master bedroom closet because everybody knows that's where I, I do all my work and everybody yeah. typically winds up seeing my wife's shoes. Yeah. Now you got to tell us how many pair of shoes you got. Cause I know you love them. What do you got? <laughs> I cannot, honestly, I cannot even tell you. I can it's probably, probably somewhere between 50 and 100. Oh, there you go. I love it, man. You got some great kicks. You're always showing them off, which is awesome. So uh, good for sneaker, you. It's amazing. Sneaker, right. sneaker head for sure. Yeah, there you go. Just like my kids, Yeezys, all that stuff. I'm like, what do you mean uh, 500 bucks uh, for a pair of sneakers? What the hell is that all about, man? You got the Yeezys? The Yeezys are they so got much some Yeezys going on. Hey, maybe we'll get Adidas to sponsor, Heather. What do you think? We got to work yeah. on that one too. Yeah, easy to sponsor. Free, free easy boots for all the uh, people that come on the show. Absolutely, that and the headband. Oh man, Kalecha, this was great. I, you know, we really appreciate you taking the time out here. Loved your story. We really wanted to be able to to be able to share unique stories across all of the orthopedic space. And and for you know what I like to describe. You, you know, you're really part of this new generation, this new era of orthopedic, you know, uh, doctors that are coming out so incredibly well prepared for clinical practice, whether it's your social media, the amazing research that you've done, trading with some of the best doctors and learning how, you know, take care of these professional athletes. So we can't thank you enough for taking the time out to be with us. Yeah, no problem. I mean, I, I think that thing you talk about with the younger generation is just a tribute to our mentors. So guys like you who have come before us and, and really set the uh, tone and really taught us how we need to develop. So I, I give thanks to all you older guys that came through before us. Oh, you all us older guys are here for you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. How can we not end on that? Oh, we're going to end it right there. That's for sure. That's fantastic. Let you can't thank you enough for having you on the show. This is Dr. Scott Sigmund, hashtag follow the fro host of the ortho show podcast, where we bring you the best of the best in the orthopedic space until next time. 